On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Howdy ho. Everybody, what? what's happening? Howdy ho. Howdy ho. Oh, by the way, I have to apology to make. I got um, Howdy Doody and Kukul Friend uh, Ali uh, mixed up in a previous um, podcast. You don't know and shit about your puppets. Yeah, but I know when a puppet master puts his hand on my dick. Okay. But it was not anything anybody anything to do with Howdy Doody. It was Kukla Pranali, which I I, I I wasn't much very much impressed with. Uh, what was Buffalo Bob on Howdy Doody? There was, yeah. Um, no, I much preferred Ollie Dragon, Beulah Witch, and Kukla. And I liked Fran. Fran was hot. I would I would have loved to have banged Fran when I was a kid. The only puppets I remember are all the ones on Mr. Rogers. You know, like Daniel if, the Lion. If I was drawing up a classic child molester profile, it would be oh Mr. My God. Mr. Rogers. Please just stop. No, he really is. Oh, you're I, such a. Sometimes. My neighborhood. Hey, come on, kitties. Let me polish your You're clearly mouth, missing his message. Oh, I watched it. Here's the most creepy little. Not clue. that you. Not that you'll ever. You if know, I saw go him, beyond your 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 comfort zone and go to the movies. There was a documentary that just came out about him and his show. That everyone's just like, oh my god, it's the best movie ever. If I saw maybe, him, maybe if, we should go. If I saw him walking through a park, I would call the police. Well, that's what people say about you. I'm cool. I'm cool when I walk through a park. Anyway, uh, this is Pub Crawl Liz, everyone. And this is Genius. Um, welcome back to another round of As the Ale House Turns. I think this is number 16, I believe. One six. A sweet 16. So we've been doing this for 16 weeks. I think longer because we, you know, did a bunch first. No, I don't, we or maybe the no, other way around. I don't remember. No, I don't know. Don't, it's, no, dude, shit. We, we did all, one each week. It all blends together. Well, what the attitude you have? Um, no, they don't okay, all Mr. blend Child together. Okay, Mr. Child Molester. Yeah, I'm not, the one with the bad not, attitude. Not me. Yeah. But I have a Child Molester detector. <laughs> um, and Mr. Rogers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let everyone out Mr. there Rogers know. Mr. Rogers is a red flag. You're so... I don't even know what the word is anymore. Are you telling me you really were Mr. Rogers fan? Hell yeah. Oh my I was so happy God. when I already take off his work shoes and put on his sneakers. Oh my God. That made me, I almost vomited when I saw him do it. Well, you were, when his show came out, you were also probably like 50. So why the hell were you watching it? You were the creep. Well, maybe my kid did. I don't know, but I, I, I've observed this creep. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen him. I don't know. Well, I'd also like to inform everyone out there today that Bruce is... Uh, purposefully sabotaging no, our no, podcast. No, it was. Let me explain. Um, I had to have a little something to eat, uh, so when I got off the and, and the, now we have massive problem on the L drive that's down to two lanes on, on my most important route to and fro from the bar. So today, um, Rock and Roll Ruth had to come in early, so she drove. 
so I took public transportation. Now, this is a problem because all went well yesterday. I had to be down here yesterday morning. I got down here probably 45 minutes taking public transportation. But going home was a nightmare. There was a, some kind of an accident on the Brown Line. So I was up there 20 minutes, and then, of course, um, no, they said, um, there is a problem, and we do not know, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, now i got to walk to court. It takes me two fucking hours to get home. Yeah, no, because you live really fucking far. So anyway, when I got off the L today, um, I was hungry, so I thought... I'll stop. It there's that. There's that cue for our sponsor, food sponsors. Yeah. Because so, we're always starving. Yeah. Well, I was not happy with my Subway sandwich. I had the special, which was baked. God, was it horrible? What? Why did you eat it there? Well, I, I didn't eat it there. I brought no, it No, I mean, here. why? <laughs> but then I didn't was, even eat that. But it turned out it was uh, free cookie day. And so, here we are in Slurland. Well, I'm going to be trying to be brave, but yeah. Yeah, was, but you know, we. Had, I know, I know. This was a giant okay. part of our show last week. I know, I know. I did wrong. <laughs> it was bad. Yet he takes the free cookie. I took the free fucking cookie. And now you're all messed up. And I really didn't enjoy up. it. They didn't have chocolate chip. They already were out of chocolate chip. I had some kind of white almond fuck. Fuck cookie. I, so oh. you don't even like it, and you're still eating no, it. No, I didn't like it. Because it says cookie. I wanted to throw it in somebody's face. <laughs> well, if, if if this continues like this, we're going to have to have Rock and Roll Ruth step in for you well, so that to... people can understand the other person well, she was having a conversation all day, so, with so, me. So I, I, I had spaghetti for breakfast. <laughs> you were like a five-year-old. And then that threw me off. Did you have ice cream for lunch? No, no. No, no. I agree. Oh, my God. Um, all right. Well, that's that's how we're going to start the show. Uh, we're joined again, as always, by our assistant producer, Rock and Roll Ruth, and our executive producer, Jordan. Hi, guys. Um, Hi, guys. Jordan gave us some really interesting information before we started the show. So he was looking at some stats, and, of course, our number one uh, area for listeners is... Our very own United States of America, followed by our lovely neighbors to the north, Canada. And coming in at number three, which is very astonishing, I would think it was Australia. Australians, you better start spreading the word, because I thought you guys were going to be number three, but no. It's our friends in orange, the Dutch, the Netherlands. Well, number three. Well, I'm Hi, guys out there. In... in, in uh... In Den Hagen, in Amsterdam, um, I'm not totally surprised. Dutch, I'm, I, that's one city. I could live in Edinburgh. I could live in in, in Amsterdam. These are and the and the great thing about um, the, the the Dutch is uh, they all speak English, and um, they've got cool bars, and I love Indonesian food. So I love me, uh, windmills and tulips, and well, all uh, things orange. And if you like. And if you like artistic geniuses, they've got uh, way more than their share. Yeah, you're right, they do. I mean, when you go to Ireland, the first thing you don't think about is going rush off to see their great Irish... No, now, I imagine, I immediately no, think of books, the, James you Joyce. You think of books, yeah. but you don't think about... And, our, and, and beer. And it, but, well, I think about Hans Brinker and the, uh, what, the silver skates? Oh, yeah, silver skates. Oh, yeah, I think of speed skating, too. 
sweet, sweet. You guys are good at that. But they also have hot chicks over in Holland. They have hot chicks everywhere, no, according no, to you. No, not, not, there's hot chick, chicks and then there's really hot chicks. Which you dated one. Um, I, I was essentially, fortunately I got married to get out of the army to some floozy. And um, so I could never marry Indy because that would have been, God, God only knows what she would have done to me if it was legal. But yeah, for, for, for about 10, 11 years, I lived with a Dutch Indonesian girl. You guys were together for 10, 11 years? Oh, hell yeah, at least. It wasn't planned. It just kind of, her boyfriend caught me in the sack with her and brought all of her worldly belongings over her and her child. Her child was running. Wait a minute, how did you guys meet? Uh, the house. I remember this in your book. It was in Portrait of a Genius. Yeah. Okay, but remind me. Remind all the people out there who have not taken the time to read your book. Uh, well, she was really gorgeous. Um, she had this really cute accent and uh, amazing body, just absolutely amazing. And um, so I did my Bruce Elliott. You know, I was a young guy. I worked my magic on her. And, what does uh, that mean? It's just, I mean, yeah, women find me irresistible when I really make an effort. How <laughs> often do you really make an effort, though? Well, not too often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wait, did you have like a, I think I, I might have asked you this before, but was there like a, did you have a set routine that you would do? Well, the set routine was she, she was living with some asshole, a guy named Bennett Simon, and he uh, sold, he was a liquor salesman. And... Um, so, and she had a kid at the time. I mean, well, she, she had a kid. He was, I think he was about five then. So what she did, she was not really the mother of the year. And um, she would um, come over and she either let her a bunch of blocks in the living room, you know, after her old man went to work. And then, um, you know, she'd hop in the bedroom and Eugene would... Uh, well, Max in the book, I call him Max. <laughs> he, he would watch TV, play with the blocks. But so you guys would be in the other room well, doing here's your thing, and he'd be watching TV or playing with blocks? Yeah, I know. It was probably, yes. Yeah, it was, well, what do you do? That was back in the 60s. What do you do? Um, well, hell, I didn't know anything about kids. So, um, <laughs> so then she buys him a tricycle. So he's out. She lets him out. I was thinking he's like five. He's out on Cleveland Street, right by the uh, corner of Cleveland and Lincoln. And he's going back and forth on his little tricycle. And her old man drives by and sees the kid. He says, Where, where's, where's Indy? So oh, uh, he walks her and <laughs> it was kind of embarrassing, you know. What, what do you say? What, what do you say? So he caught you? Yeah. Did you I run did. out the window again? No, this guy, I mean, come on. This guy could not lick his own lip. So I mean, there was no fear, but um, but then we were having dinner <laughs> that night because Charles, a guy who I, w- I was staying with this guy because I'd been kicked out of my other girlfriend's house. Yeah, you guys really need to read his book because yeah, it's unbelievable was, the kind of well shit you made people do. I didn't make people do stuff. Right, it's unbelievable the shit that people did for you. I, well, I was a great guest, and so I was. No, you with, weren't. The guy's name was Charles H. Lindbergh. Charles, he was a horrible, horrible drunk, and um, so he let me stay with him. So my friend, and then my friend Bird got tossed out of his place, so he's staying, 
my brother Douglas was uh, for a while, so he had, I mean, he let me, and all of a sudden he's got a whole team in there. Well, then, that very night that the problem happened, the doorbell rings, a bird goes down and answers, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of suitcases and stuff coming up, and um, uh, Indira and Max, those are the names of the book, come up. Now, see, one thing for about Indira, when you get tossed out of your happy home, she had a very good attitude. So she just immediately sat down, and and then after after dinner was served, uh, she washed the dishes because the place was a pigsty. Right? Because no, you were a shitty guest. Well, no, all of us were. I was in <laughs> all of you. I was in charge. Of, well, there's a great scene about when I my my dishwasher. Yeah, I don't problems. want to talk about that. But um, anyway. So all of a sudden, by just kind of pure, she worked at uh, uh, for Playboy, perhaps, and um, so all of a sudden we we had her and little Max all uh, we're all living together. But unfortunately, Charles eventually his drinking caused him to lose his job, and there was a crisis, several crises. But, um, yeah, and then we moved to uh, Berkeley, and, but, of course, in those days, I knew how to fly free, so we used to go over the Holland quite often. Oh. So I got to, got to do, spend a lot of time in... in Did she uh, still have family there? Oh, lots. My God, she had tons of family. And she, and she had tons of family in, uh, in San Jose uh, when we moved to Berkeley. Yeah, she had, oh, my God. Um, there was this, one time I flew in, her grandmother died, so I came in for the funeral, and uh, she came and picked me up with these, these two um, cousins of hers, these tall, thin, dark, they were Malukans from the Highlands of Maluka. <laughs> really scary-looking guys. There was, uh, no, she had time. But they went to, they, uh, when I was in Holland, they went to, and same thing when they had San Jose. They went the gamut of blonde, blue-eyed dust to absolutely pure Indonesian. I mean, hmm, was this, she, she was half and half. Her father was Dutch. She must have looked very exotic. Very exotic. I, got, I painted a bunch of naked pictures of her. I think I've seen those. You have actual, yeah. real, actual pictures? Oh, yeah. I'd like to look at those. Yeah, I know. Um, make, so, your, make your tongue, tongue warm. Oh, God. So we... Uh, I'm. Happy to hear that the Netherlands is tuning in. Thanks, everybody yeah. out there. Well, I'm a big Netherlands fan. <laughs> we'll have to, maybe that's another one of our things to plan. Yeah. Go over there. I'd like Hang to. Hang out. I'd love to. I mean, those are, you're going to see a whole bunch of Vermeers all in one place and the Van Goghs. Yeah, yeah. Van Gogh. Easy, easy. That's I know, speech. but that's how they talk. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, not, you would think that. The regulars who come to this bar would listen to our podcast, well, and they're not. No, they're not. And, and they don't give a shit about gonna, us. Well, no, Tim. Tim listens because I know he, he was discussing it with. But when we find people that aren't, I think we should trash them. So we so have to who do. Who do you know? Who do we, you know that's not listening? Well, I know Robbie's not listening. Robbie's a regular Robbie's young man. A regular, yeah. Comes in. Every night, maybe around this time. Now, I'm going to give him another chance because before I really do a number on him, but Robbie, uh, well, he's not listening, so he can't listen yeah. to what we're saying. No, he won't. Know. Fuck you, Robbie. <coughs> yeah, fuck you, Robbie. 
Um, but anyway, so yeah, uh, well, I'm encouraging uh, listeners from all over the globe to tune in because I would like to see uh, who would come in, who might edge out the Netherlands or who might edge out Canada or, I don't know, there's got to be some good options out there. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, um, my blog, I got people all over the fucking place on my blog. China, um, all, all over the British Isles, um, Australia. Yeah. Come on, Britain. What the hell? Yeah. They're not listening. Pull it together. Well, we gotta, I, we gotta I mean, get Phil, Phil the Mogul on this since he was living over there for a while. Well, he's the marketing guy, too, so he might have some suggestions. Also, my friend uh, Tim Holt. Who is the editor uh, editor of the the Brewing History Journal? You've met him. Have brought him here a couple times. He's a the editor of the Brewing History Journal of the United Kingdom, um, and he's a big fan of the Ale House. And he lives in London. I gotta get Tim to start spreading the word. Who else do we know over there? Lots uh, of people. I feel like we know lots of people. We do. We're both Anglophiles. Yeah, but I don't, how many people do we know? I don't think I know. Now that Phil's not living there, we don't know anybody. Yeah, I feel like we, anyway, we'll figure it out. Um, there was a lot of news that happened, uh, this past week, and I don't even know where to begin with you. Do you want to talk about your trip first? Well, sure. Uh, Rock and Roll Ruth and I threw all of our suitcases, uh, not, just not that much. (laughs) (laughs) They made a very long, long, long journey to a very exotic place. Well, you know, uh, when it's... In the 90s, a lot of people don't head for Des Moines, Iowa as their, their, uh, as their first choice of a vacation. But I have some great uh, cousins that live in Des Moines. And um, plus, I kind of like Des Moines. And it's, and it's a reasonable drive. It's six hours. It took us exactly six going, six coming back. And um, so I haven't been, the last time I was there was for my Uncle John's uh, funeral. And um, who lives there? My cousin Liz, who was a very prominent lawyer, her husband Wally, who was a, a high school teacher and a football coach, they had uh, two kids. Alex is a, a doctor, a young doctor, and they have and her husband's coop. And this, the husband's family is very prominent. Her, her Alex's husband, I won't mention the name because we don't. Want and but let me just put it this way: his uncle is running for governor. Um, of which state? Iowa. Oh. Iowa. Are they originally from Iowa? Hmm? Are they originally from Iowa? Uh, his side probably his side is because they're, they're very well entrenched. And then uh, they so and then they have these two high energy children, uh, Harry and Max, and then um, their son. John, John Marshall, who's named after my uncle John. Not after the law school. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't go to law school. I don't no, there, 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 he, he kind there of. Used he, to be. He, he, he hasn't really focused in on a particular job yet. But he's a great big son of a bitch. I mean, he was a good football player and baseball player. I saw him play baseball when he was in high school. Um, so anyway, and then my cousin Bob. Who has a house in Naples and also, and they all, all they have a family place in St. Joe, Michigan, overlooking the lake. Really nice place. Um, and uh, and my, so my cousin Barbara, she also has a condo in Des Moines near her sisters. 
beautiful. I mean, uh, uh, Liz has a beautiful house, a uh, great big place, a uh, beautiful wooden lot. So was this visit a special occasion? No. So I, this is the first time I've been there without a funeral or a wedding oh. in a long time. And, uh, what, she, what, uh, what gave you the wild hair to she, head I, west? She, she invited me out. Oh. So I thought, well, what the hell? And as I point out in my blog, Rock and Roll Ruth has gypsy feet. She likes to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never take her anywhere. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I take her places, but we got a lot going on here. You know, I'm a busy, I know, I'm a busy I think it's boy. funny that, like, you pick a finally, hey, let's get this weekend going. Let's go to <gasps> Des Moines, but she, Iowa. Well, she had a good time, except I made her march down to downtown Des Moines Saturday when it was 96. Now, you don't... Was there anything happening? Well, as it turned out, no. But... <laughs> but... <laughs> but um, you don't take her out when it's past 86. I think that's really the she rule starts to, She starts to turn into a puddle. Well, yeah. And she didn't go for my throat, but I could see another block, and I might have been in big well, trouble. Can't you take her to places that have air conditioning? Well, that, the, their house had... Their house had well, I, I, you don't take her to restaurants that have air conditioning? Oh, I could have, but we were taking a walk. I, was, I wanted to go down and see the fucking town. You're an amazing date. I am. <laughs> you should consider... Their house was even, cool. You should consider doing a whole day trip and an overnight thing to, like, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's well, no. awesome. No, we, I was just talking about... Lake to, Geneva? I was just talking... Fuck Lake Geneva. I just was just talking to Grasshopper, and yeah, that would be a nice trip. Hop the train, go and spend I lo- night Yeah, I love Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah, I do too. And I love the art museum. It's great. Yeah, it is museum. great. Yeah. Um. Well, so was it fun? Very much, very That's much. Good. I mean, I always have fun. Uh, my family's interesting, and um, they're they're very interesting people. I saw that she has some of your original artwork. Really, some really impressive stuff. What's what's this guy doing out there? Can you stop looking out the window. Boy, the guy's annoying me. It looks like he's placing either placing a bomb or something. Um. So. Uh, yeah, the, what they did, I did at my mother's house, I did these, I, I, I took four of my favorite paintings, and I painted great big versions of them, very, like, um, like three and a half by six, you know, big, large, um, and uh, of course, I had no place to put them, well, I had them at my mother's out in uh, Benton Harbor St. Joe. She had this great big house. But my brother, my art dealer brother, who's now um, finally, at long last, doing his own art, he's extremely jealous of me. And he insisted to my mother that I couldn't hang these great paintings. Oh, it's amazing. You talk about sibling rivalry bullshit. And it kills my brother that I'm such a great artist. It just kills him. And, uh, and oddly enough, he's not a bad artist himself. He just has a hard time figuring out what the hell he wants to paint. Because he doesn't do people, he just does landscape, which is quite good. I like landscapes. Yeah. I, would, I want you to do more of those for me. Yeah, well, I do them too occasionally, but I'm generally, you know, people, uh, well, I, yeah, I've done wonderful landscapes. And if you see the paintings I did at my cousin's, um, they're, you know, they're, they're not vagina paintings. I, I have a, a I have a plethora of vagina paintings, and people ask me, oh, you have any art? Yeah, I do, but I don't think you want to probably hang a vagina painting on your wall. See, doesn't that make you think that you should 
paint other things? Yeah, well, you know, do you tell Sheila or... No. Who? You don't even... I, I'm talking to... I, I'm talking to a very famous... Do you know who Otto Dix is? I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> but that's say, a great name. Yeah. Otto Dix. Speaking D- of vagina paintings. D-I-X. Okay. Well, what about Otto? Well, I mean, if anybody... They paint vagina paintings. Okay. Fine. Great. Yeah. So I do, too. So that's why you do it? Because Mr. Dix does? Well, I'm inspired by those guys. Who's Sheila? He's <laughs> another, out Sheila. He's another German expressionist. Do you know who Klimt is? Oh, yeah, I know who Klimt oh, is. Oh, good. Well, he was a contemporary of Sheila. He was part of that movie. <laughs> I, 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 This is pointless for me to try to... Give me a table of apples. This is... Yeah, okay. <laughs> a, a nice Cezanne. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do like him. Okay. Um. Anyway, well... Maybe someday. So yeah, anyway, we we had a lovely time. I think Ruth enjoyed herself, hmm. and um, so it was it was relaxing. I'd stay up every night till midnight drinking with uh, one or more. Co- the first time, did, you, I, did they provide Polish martinis for you? Yeah, <laughs> but the first time, my cousin Liz got really shit faced. It was quite funny. You both did? No, my cousin Liz. Oh. did. I don't get drunk. What yeah, did everybody? What did everybody else drink? I think she was drinking wine. Um, I think it was mostly wine and beer, wasn't it? Yeah. Rock and roll, did you drink it all? No. No, she's still on the wagon. Well, she's got that thing with her tum-tum. Yeah, her tum-tum. But believe me, <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, it's kind of nice that I'm having a girlfriend or an old lady who's a drunkard. I mean, that was really getting old after a while. Had you date are all of your ex-girlfriends pretty big pretty drinkers? Pretty much right down the line, they were all completely... I mean, like, let me just say, generically speaking... My whole role for the last, I'll say, 45 years was going to parties, um, any weddings, anything, was keeping track of purses, keys, and shoes. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> that was how I spent, you know. Really? With, didn't these ladies have purses? Well, they did. But did they, did they lose they, them? They lose them. I mean, they get to, they'd be dancing, they'd be, you know. So, I, you know, I couldn't really do a whole lot because I'm, I'm babysitting, and um, <laughs> so, but that you know, but of course they all worked and I didn't. So you know, you, 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 you what you have to do. But um, so at least I don't have to you know find your shoes and your keys. And, I will and say purse. one of the great things about dating women is that they have purses and you can just put shit in them. That's good, but then you have to find the fucker thing. <laughs> so. That's the bad part. Yeah, I can see how that would be a problem for you. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm not bitching. I mean, because... Yeah, you well, are. Well, I'm, I'm just stating that it's nice to have a, a chick that's, you know... I bet you, you still have to look for her purse. Well, I have to... <laughs> yeah, well, she, she forgets shit, but yeah. it's not because she's drunk. <laughs> you know, keys and shit. So, I know. Oh, do I have this? Or do I have Where that? are my glasses? Where are my glasses? On your head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah, of oh, course. Lord. Broads, you know, broad shit. Broads. You know, broads. you you got broads. Broads, you know, man. Broads. You know the problem. <laughs> you know the problems I'm dealing with. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys had a lovely time in yeah. Iowa. Yeah, we did. Did you stop and look at the Mississippi? Um, didn't really this time. I mean, just kind of flew over it. Um, and, you know, now that I'm in my dotage, um, 
six-hour drive is about all I care to really do. Yeah, I'm I, actually shocked that you went on a six-hour excursion. That seems like out of your comfort zone. Well, it was, I was, you know, it, I, 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 one time I was telling Ruth, I drove from um, San Francisco to um, Chicago straight without stopping. That's stupid. Well, That's dangerous. Why would you do that? Well, because I could. That's, that's another I was stupid reason. I was pissed off, and so I just wanted to get you caught up. And well, you used heating oil to, instead of diesel. Well, that was my, that was my, I had a Mercedes 180 diesel. I used to, over on Orleans, they used to have this gas station. You could put heating oil, which was 11 cents a, a gallon. Be, uh, people use it for heating oil over there, you know, kind of the ghetto kind of situation. And I um, realized I can put that in my diesel. So I'm not paying road taxes or anything. So I was paying for, uh, I was paying 11 cents a gallon. And these uh, black kids in the neighborhood would be hanging around in front of the gas. And they were, whoa, what the fuck is this guy doing? Look at this shit. (laughs) Yeah. You dodo. And your car actually made it? My car drove beautifully on on, uh, heating oil. It was a diesel. I, I drove to um, California. I think I spent something like 23 bucks in gas. Oh, wow. I think diesel was like, you get 40 miles a gallon, yeah. and it was like 20, 18, 21 cents on, once you get out of Chicago. I drove from Boston all the way to Belize once. And I did not do it straight through. And Bandidos did not get you? No, those are all, that's ridiculous. Oh, bullshit. I know too many people. Uh, and I was with a few people. We were on our way to a dig. Um, you, you, drove, a, you drove all the way through Mexico yeah, we had to Belize? A, we had a, a, a department truck that we used for all of our uh, excavation work. And we needed to get it down there. But then we also had to bring supplies. So it was easy to just drive with all your supplies in the truck. Really? So, yep. So we drove straight from Boston to... And uh, you, you had no problems? Nope. Wow. What year was that? That would have been 2002. Well, I'd heard nothing but horror stories about um, you had to go in convoys and all this shit. No, I mean, there are some sketchy parts, I would say, maybe on the U.S.-Mexican border. And there are some sketchy parts in Guatemala. And then there are some sketchy parts in Belize. But Well, would you, you don't do it stop. now with what's going on in no. Guatemala? No, no. And also, that was, what, 16 years ago? I'm 16 years older. Yeah. I'm exhausted just thinking about it. I am too. Yeah. But anyway, I like the road trips. I like to drive. It allows me time to think and be with my thoughts. Well, I used to go back and forth. And every, it, for years, we, when I was living, for at least 10 years, we went back and forth at least once a year uh, from Chicago back uh, to California and come back. And, you know, it just was a normal... <laughs> all these old beat-to-shit station wagons I had. I feel like you you... All of that driving for that long distance is pretty exciting, and like you want to do it when you're like in your 20s. But then by the time you're out of it, you're like, why the fuck would I do that when I can just pay XYZ amount and get there in two hours on a plane? Well, except you do see a lot of cool things. I, I would like to, um, I wouldn't mind doing another trip if I could just stop in, you know, weird towns and 
and and ho- yeah. and go into the local bar. I mean, if I was that, and you could meander because when you're on the road, somebody's always telling you, "Hey, you want to go over that town? You want to go see this? You want to go see that?" Um, that would be the way to travel. But I've always been kind of having to get from one place to another, so you can't, you know, you can't stop. And s- I want to take a train across Canada. So I've heard that's really good, and that's really pretty. I took a train once from. Um, uh, Seattle to Vancouver, British Columbia, and that was so pretty. I've never gotten to Vancouver. It was gorgeous. Everybody says it's nice. It's very, um, do you know what it is? It, it feels very like a, you're in a big Asian city, is what it feels like, with like little hints of Europe, Europe in there. And the climate's good, It was good nice. Too. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's a very pretty train ride, and so I had heard a lot of people talk about that train ride through Canada, and... That's definitely something I want to do. I think I'm over the, like I said, I'm over the long distance car rides, but I'm all about the train. I'll take the train to see cool stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you? I'm not over the driving. I, I can still do driving. I, I don't, you know what? I don't believe it. Oh, hey, fuck you. We had a great train ride from Edinburgh to Plockton, Scotland. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah. We had a hair raising the, the, the two years before when I let Hawkeye. I, 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 Hawkeye, with the, you know, driving on the wrong side of the fucking road with the stick shift. Oh God! And and and, and the inventor sitting in the front. I'm sitting in the back seat with the um, defense attorney, who's a, you know a backseat driver, and then the inventor is a front seat driver, and he's keeping track of I don't know what the hell, how many RPMs. All I'm doing is worried. He's giving you like stats. And 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 Hawkeye, you know, he's 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 always in semi deranged, you know, slightest pressure, and he's yeah, he freaks out a little bit. He panics. Yeah, totally, totally. So I'm a nervous wreck. So I demanded that we we. Well, I said I'm taking the train home. I'm not. We would stop at Port uh, Port William and all these places. I think if I ever get safely to fucking. If I ever get to goddamn uh, Plotkin, I, you know, I, I don't ever want to be going through this nightmare again with Hawkeye driving a goddamn stick. I mean, if you at least had an automatic. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's opposite. You, you, you know, yeah, now he lived there. Opposite. I know he lived there for three years, so he should, by then, have figured this shit out. But it was it was nerve wracking. It was much more comfortable. Now we took a bus there. Didn't we take a bus there? I wouldn't, yeah, no. No, we took a bus back. A bus back? I, now, that was great. Yeah, that was nice, too, because we got to oh, stop I liked, a few I love taking the bus. I would like to take a bus tour if we ever get back to um, to Plotkin. I would love to take a bus uh, tour all the way to the Hebrides or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, I would like that, too. You know, so I could just sit back, and although when we went over to Glendale, go over that goddamn mountain. I was scared shitless. Yeah, that was, that was scared. I was sitting up in front. I was sitting up in front because I'm terrified to sit anywhere. But I, I have to be up there in case the driver has a heart attack or something so I can at least have one chance at the wheel before we go over that fucking cliff and go three miles down. But coming back, I remember, I'm sitting up there, and this horrific woman that you knew to know was sitting there with a little beady eyes staring at me. We got this vicious political argument. Oh, God. Yeah. I, would, I could have strangled her. I would have loved it. I would have made my whole trip. 
if in I hindsight, I wish you would have strangled her. And, and thrown her over the goddamn cliff. Got you, basically. Oh, we're not gonna go down that scary no. road because no, that is a scary road to talk about. Oh, it's scary to look at. Oh my god. Um, uh, 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 well, you know, uh, Hawkeye shouldn't be driving. Period. Well, no, he, he actually did it, but and then you know what's ironic about that whole thing? So we have to turn the now. Um, the inventor drives it back. And so they 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 drove back. We took the train, and um, when so when we have to turn the car and the car rental. Now he's he's absolutely a pressure. You know, he, 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 you could see the veins in his forehead just um, having her in the back seat. You know, I think you better do that. And he's about ready. We get to the car rental place. I forget what the hell she said. He goes fucking bats are crazy starts screaming at her in the car rental place I have to kind of actually be the mediator and they don't speak now for the rest of the goddamn trip and so getting on the airplane oh it's just I mean just crazy oh traveling with people it's always a good time well I'm, I'm wonderful to travel with I mean I'm, I'm a go with the flow Look, I, uh, uh, not to veer from this amazing conversation but Mitt's outside. I haven't seen him in forever. No, oh, he comes around. Oh, yeah. Maybe not when I'm around. Um, once in a while. I mean, no. Not like he used to. And his, his special gal, maybe Doesn't once every... Doesn't like you? Well, I mean, that, that's probably true. But, you, you know, that never stopped her from coming before. <laughs> Why haven't I seen you at the bar lately? Oh, well, my girlfriend doesn't really like Bruce. No, no, no. He's, he travels that's, that's, all That's a he common. Tra- he, he travels all the time. Oh, well, yeah. That's a common response oh, that I get. Who, who's well, it? I bumped in when I was getting off the L. Uh, rock and roll Bruce friend. What's her name? Little blonde, cute, little blonde, cute, cute. Joanna? Yeah, Joanna. Yeah. I didn't recognize her. She said, hi, Bruce. I said, oh, hi. Um, do you want to say anything about John McCain? Well, I, uh, tomorrow's blog I will cover. Let me just say this. The out, first of all, you, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever agreed with, with uh, President Pizzyface on any subject other than John McCain. Um, just because you're a shit pilot does not make you a... Uh, a hero, but other than that, I mean, so okay, let's just give him that. But the the guy never met a fucking war he didn't love. He was he was number one cheerleader for invading Iraq, number one. He was up Barack's ass. He wanted him to go to war in Libya. Wanted to go to war in Syria. Wanted to like he would love a half a million more troops in Afghanistan. The guy was absolutely a warmonger on steroids. Um, but, all right, that's one thing. And he could maybe defend by policy. I remember the Keating Five. This guy was, this guy Charles Keating was buying politicians like, you know, like groceries. And um, he was flying McCain to the Bahamas with that fucking uptight old looking, old, rich old lady of his. He got, um, Sweetheart deals for for Trump's old lady Cindy and her father, uh, 
all kinds of deals and they were making gazillions of dollars. And then when he got nailed, when the SNL thing fell apart, um, Kane, along with uh, the other senator from Arizona, DeConcini, oh, good old astronaut John Glenn, and uh, I don't know, a couple of the other asshole uh, senators, to run interference for him. And he almost goes to jail on that one. So what McCain learned a valuable lesson? Now, I can't play this warrior card much longer. I mean, this is not, I, I, my reputation is badly tarnished. So what he did, it was clever. I'll give him credit for this one. He started kissing at reporters' asses. And he gave them all kinds of, he would always return their phone calls. He was actually snitching on fellow senators um, and tell, you know, tipping off reporters about stuff. Oh, the guy was a total snitch. And um, so he's, he's really a pretty re- reprehensible guy. But it worked because now his wife gets nailed. She had some charity that was helping drug addicts, and she's stealing drugs and taking them. So she's a complete goddamn drug addict. So she has to go and do a mea culpa on TV. And, uh, but she blamed uh, some back problem for her addiction and then all the stress of the key five. Um, and then let, let's just fast forward a little. So finally the guy, um, you know, he wins the, the nomination for the presidency. What's the first thing he does? What's his first decision? Now, I loved it because I made, a lot, I made some money off it, but he appoints Sarah Palin to be one heartbeat away from the presidency. I mean, just think. Now, take Trump. That's, that's Trump multiplied by 100. This broad thing, Africa's a goddamn country. I mean, she's beyond stupid. Um, she couldn't run a fucking cool age stand. So, uh, no, no, I, there was, oh, and also I remember very well, McCain was the guy that fought tooth and nail to keep Martin Luther King's birthday become, from becoming a national holiday. I mean, the guy's a piece of shit. Now, okay, I can accept that. And, and, and you know what? I accept all of these eulogies and the fawning and the bullshit and the lies about the guy, where the great hero he was. I accept that on one level because... In direct contrast of the president who got out, who was pro-Vietnam War, but then pulled the uh, Bogsburg thing because he's rich and get doctors, he can pay doctors off, so he doesn't have to serve. You know, he was off for the war. Um, so the contrast, and I love uh, Trump not lowering the White House flag to have staff. I mean, this all made him look like shit, and the American Legion crawls up his ass. So, so that was all good. But on the other hand, I think when he croaked, like Sunday, or they, he, they announced Saturday he's going to go st- stop life support. So now we, all, all fucking weekend, we got to hear about this asshole. And then now they're still going as, on Tuesday. I mean, more, more, more. Oh, this, this is not a good guy. This is not a good guy. And it, it, it disturbs me. Okay, well, is there anything else? Well, I could probably go on, but I don't think I want to bore right, people. Well, oh, well, the one interesting thing. Yeah, I thing, thought so. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, you know, I, I'm losing. I was just sailing along on Twitter with people, you know, following me. So, of course, the minute I started attacking McCain, I started losing people. Um, 
And I got in some spats on Facebook with some of my more loyal left-wing friends. I mean, I don't know how they can go along with the bullshit. Do your goddamn research, everyone. Please. Okay. Okay, is there anything else? Another subject? I no, mean, I mean, are we closing the chapter on John McCain? Oh, the you, I think you can probably determine what I said. I'm not fond of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, he's very good at crashing places. All right, now, since you're already all riled up. I'm not riled I have to ask you, because I know you're going to pout if you don't talk about it. Is there anything else you want to say about this whole Rose McGowan, Aja Argento thing? Well, I'm not going to pout, because I'm kind of a de facto leader of the anti-Aja. But the... the, um, And I think I printed... (laughs) Rose McGowan has uh, finally done a complete turn on Aja. And she's got this... Now, she doesn't refer to him as a boy. She refers to him as a being. She is dating this being. This being has tits. Hairy armpits, large tits. And his name is um, Rain Dove. Rain Dove. This is... Now, you can't... Rain Dove? Rain Dove. Now, she... As in weather and and a bird? Yeah. Okay. That's it. So Rain Dove, she brought Rain Dove with her when she went to console Aja. This is Rose's thing, her being friend, not boyfriend, girlfriend, being friend. I, I, I put in a bunch of pictures of this, of, 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 of Rain Dove. Tonight. But she, she, so Vanity Fair does this piece, which I printed verbatim in uh, today's blog about Rain Dove and her going to visit her, how Rain Dove befriended Aja, and how Aja confided in her all kinds of really sleazy, naughty things. And Rain Dove, of course, (laughs) turns out to be a snitch. He's the guy that leaked everything to the media about little Jimmy Bennett. And that was uh, $380,000. Now, clearly... I mean, unfortunately, I don't think Bourdain ever had to know anything about Rain Dove. I mean, that would, I, I can understand. I would help him kill himself at that point if he got involved with that. So, Rose does a beautiful fucking job. And, and my favorite thing about, about what Rose concluded towards the end, she said she's learned much from all this because now that she knows that Aja has turned, it was actually all along. A, um, a female Harvey Weinstein, she, um, she now realizes we have to have more compassion, not just for the victims, but for the perpetrators. And here's why. Because perpetrators have friends and family, too. We just have to be a hell of a lot more understanding about these monsters. So I guess we have to be very understanding about Harvey Weinstein because he has family and friends. And this is what she's saying now. Oh yeah! Oh, it's great. Oh, and wow. she and she only knew she's only she 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 met Aja on the red carpet and uh, oh, it's 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 really well worth. I I left it up a whole day today so that everyone could read this. It's his classic Rose McGowan. Both, by the way, they both have unfriended me on all. Every type of social media. What took him so long? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
and and I keep fucking with uh, Denise, 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 D'Souza, oh, yeah, the, uh-huh, the little uh-huh. that little Nazi insect with glasses, yeah. and and he he puts out like forty tweets a day, and I just fuck with him. I can't, I mean over and over and over. I just wonder what it's gonna take. I still don't understand how people can tweet that much. I don't either. Don't you have other shit to do? Well, apparently not. Dina- I call him Danas the sewer. And, uh, and then he showed his wife. So I, yeah. I, I did a number on his wife. Uh, hey, genius. Yeah. Oh, time flies when you're having fun, doesn't <laughs> it? Bruce loves hand signals. Which I do. is why he makes Jordan start the show with a hand signal it's to cool start rolling. It's very and so now we decided that I was going to have a hand signal when we are at the 45-minute mark. And my preferred hand signal to give Bruce is the bird. Yeah. And, my, and then t- my response is to give her a double bird. <laughs> so it's very professional. It is. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's wrap up. Uh, is there any other information you want to share with anyone? Well, about what were your notes? What, what the you hell? got a bad back, so you're struggling with well, that. Well, I've always had a bad I mean, I mean, I've had a bad back for the last couple of years. Mm, you're going to be featured in some oh, um, I want to give a, a magazine to, called... Um, it's Groovy Ghoul. Groovy Ghoul. Uh, <laughs> when, he, when he told me, when he told me originally that he was going to feature this magazine, he called it Ghosts and Ghouls, and I was like, "Does this shit come out only in October?" I, did I say that? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, Groovy Ghoul. I do. The guy, I, he, I, he called. What I, the hell is this magazine about? It's uh, about groovy stuff, and it's a. It's the guy. Where's the ghoul part come in? A guy named Lewis. Um, I don't know what the. I. I um, Lots of interesting art, and they want to, uh, uh, Lewis wants to do a piece on, I think he wants to use my Bourdain picture and some other bar pictures, and then do a little, he just said, you'll plug my books and stuff like that. I like it. Yeah. You, well, I'm, When is that happening? He's going to email me, ask him, I, it's, I, think it, I think it's online, I, don't, I think it's online. So everybody, check it out, uh, Groovy Ghoul, G-H-O-U-L, and... Um, uh, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a guy, guy, guy seems to have uh, some talent. Well, I like the name of the publication, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, um, I Yesterday I got interviewed by NPR for a story about beer and Donald Trump. I don't know when that's coming out, but it's beer national. Beer and it's Donald national. Trump? How, how yeah, remember, remember like last year, or early, not even last year, earlier this year when I got interviewed for a documentary on that Five Rabbit anti-Trump beer? Remember this? Well, I remember there was an anti-Trump beer. Yeah, so it's uh, a story about that. Oh. But I don't know when it's coming out. Yeah. Um, but I will say the last thing I will plug is more Chicago Bruseum stuff. Uh, I am totally going to ask everyone out there that if you're interested in Chicago and beer and history... Um, Please help us make this exhibition at a major Chicago museum opening in the fall um, happen. And the way you can do that is by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign, which you can find by just going to Chicago History. I'm sorry, by to ChicagoBruseum.org. Um, and we have events happening. We're doing this thing at Peace on Saturday, Peace Pizzeria and Brewery. And I'm actually going to bring an artifact, a 19th century uh, ceramic drinking vessel, and we're going to talk about the exhibit. Um, you can buy tickets and stuff like that. It's gonna, we're going to be doing things all over town. Um, and I am starting to ask uh, some great museum partners and brewery partners and bar partners 
to host fundraising events for us, and I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do at the Ale House. I'm thinking that people would rush through these freaking doors and pay a cover if you were bartending, genius. Yeah, well, then they would stand in line for maybe five to six hours waiting for a fucking drink. You don't know how to pour I, a beverage? I could, I could maybe. You don't know how to pour a beer? Maybe. But I'll tell you what, I couldn't possibly remember when I would take any, I could take no more than one order at a time. Okay. I could never fucking make change. No, it would be basically impossible. It would be gridlock. I couldn't do it. Well, we're gonna have to think of something creative to do at the ale house. Well, yeah, we could, we could, I, I could, give, we could give out posters or something like that. So the well, we can have more substance than that. Well, what do you want? What, what, me being a bartender, where the hell's the substance in that? <laughs> well, I was gonna add some stuff to it, um, but maybe we could ha- host a live podcast show and have some fun with it. Well, or... we, what, what do you mean? We do live. Well, I mean, like, do something a little bit different. Well, There's like differences between idea. the kinds of podcasts you it's can a, do. What a stupid idea. Can you maybe try to look at the glass in a different way, not always well, have know, empty? I, I can look at the, the glass in a For realistic sake. way. I mean, if, hey, if you guys out there have any ideas on what kind of an event you would want to see at the Ale House, um, please drop us a line. You can find me at Liz at HistoryOnTap.com, uh, on Twitter, uh, at Liz Garibay Shy, on Instagram, all that stuff. Um, or just comment in the podcast stuff uh, because I want to know what you guys want to see happen at the Ale House with the genius. We'll make him do lots of things that he maybe not want to do. Uh, well, uh, you yeah, do some brainstorming. And so far, there's very little brain and a lot of storming. <laughs> That's crazy. about right for the ale house, though. It's, it's, um, by the way, we could have easily tonight. I didn't think about it. Everybody's doing the something. In 1968, how many years is that from 50, here? 50. It's the 50th. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Is that the 50th? Because yeah, 50th anniversary of the, of of the, the 68. Um, 68th, yeah. which I was... A, I wrote about extensively in um, uh, California Jailbreak about because I came back for it. And, um, in fact, Rick Hogan uh, did a piece with um, Ed Burke, who's a oh, the oh, lowest yeah, of the low, him. a Chicago alderman. And they discussed each of their... Um, he was working security. Ed Burke at the time was, was a young man, and he was working security at the... Uh, Democratic Convention, and Rick was in, over at the Hilton running stuff for the reporters. He was just a kid then uh, doing it. And, of course, I was out in the street. But Rick came up with a kind of a peculiar ending to his story, and that was that really, after all hell broke loose, nothing happened. Well, I had to respond when there's a place you can leave a message. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean nothing happened? The hump lost... Nixon became president, and we get Watergate. All kinds of things happened as a result of that convention. It definitely cost... Uh, it, a stir. It, def- well, it definitely cost some for the election. So, um, yeah, I, I have all kinds of great stories from there. But I did mention them in my book. Hey, people, What's the point read of my this? books. It's a 50th anniversary. I could have done a whole show on that. That's the point. How does that relate to what we're going to do at the Ale House for a fundraiser it, it for the I, Chicago I, Museum? I don't, well, I'm just trying to say we could have easily had that show today. That's all. All right. Well, it was there's always there's was always a, next week. It was interesting. I answered them. Oh, okay. 
no, not antidote. Yeah. Anecdote. Anecdote. Although maybe an antidote too. <laughs> now that I think about it. Jesus. And by the way, I was able to get through this. I mean, I'm not barely. I'm not articulating, uh, you know, in the dulcet tones that I'm famous for, but um, being yeah. a being yeah. a pro's pro. You're not as smooth as you always are. Yeah, not quite as Mr. Smoothie. <laughs> Mr. Orange Whip. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Well, uh, Ruth, thanks for being here and always getting us the beverages in a in a timely fashion. Appreciate it. You're a real peach. Do you want to mention the guests that didn't show? No, no, no. Because okay. no, don't don't do that. Okay. Um, Jordan. Yes, thank you. You're Brent. you're the bomb. dot com. Yes, he was. And Jordan always gets here to, uh, on time, unlike certain other little... I walked in the door at exactly 7.30 yeah, p.m. Why? Because I was starving again, and I had to go find food. You're always starving. I you know. must have a tapeworm. <laughs> I'm just running around like a crazy right. person right now. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, anything else to wrap um, it up? Well, no. All right. Okay. okay. All, all right. right. All right. All right. Say goodnight, genius. Night, genius. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we shall talk to you again next week. Good night.